Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. In this week's podcast, we're talking about how to protect yourself from being swept away by the fear of anxiety. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. It's good to be with you again this week, and I'm grateful that we're speaking about this. I just had an experience that I think relates beautifully to being scared of anxiety or scared of the anxiety that comes up in us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh my goodness. So I started having a toothache and I immediately went into story about the last time I had a toothache and everything that came after that, right? Yeah. And my mind took over and then I started to worry about whether or not I was going to have um, anxiety at the dentist because I had to go to the dentist and I didn't want to go back and remembering how I responded to the um, epinephrine that they have and that when they numb you. And anyway, just, wow, I went right, right down the rabbit hole of all this stuff. And, and so I can completely relate with being scared of having anxiety pop up. The good news is it didn't. So there was, there was anxiety that came up because I was thinking about the anxiety that was going to come up, but I managed to do the things that I know to do. I managed to just remind myself not to go into story and remind myself not to believe what I was thinking that just because this was happening didn't mean it was going to be the same story as last time. And so long story short, it turns out I've been clenching my teeth. And of course I have. I mean, think about what's going on in the world and how stressed so many of us are and then come to find out this particular case or instance is on the rise. And then I talk to you and you tell me you've been doing the same thing, clenching your jaw, right? Yep. I thought, oh my goodness, we're all in this together to a certain degree. Anyway, I'm grateful to report that I wasn't swept away in the fear of anxiety and was able to work through it and I'm grateful for it. And so today we're going to be talking about how you can do the same and how you have a better understanding of how the anxiety symptoms can make us scared of anxiety, how we can take care of ourselves by having a conversation with someone else and getting back to basics and and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because anxiety is such an overwhelming and horrible experience. It's common for us to feel scared of it flaring up. Nobody likes the feeling of anxiety. So we kind of get this pre-anxiety, <laughs> you get anxious that we're going we're gonna to get anxiety, Yes, which is very common and very normal. So if anyone's experiencing that, please know you're definitely not alone. And the thing with anxiety is that it can be very physical. It really gets into our mind and the awful thoughts are bad enough, but it can also be very physical and it can cause a strong range of symptoms in the body which many anxiety sufferers come to dread. They don't like those symptoms. And then, of course, the story can come with the symptoms that escalates and perpetuates the whole experience. 
Oh, yeah. When you think of becoming dizzy or feeling like you might faint, or if you have trouble catching your breath, the fear of losing control or having a heart attack or even dying. There's so much chaos that's kicked up that our mind develops a strong reaction to it. Yeah. And the mind gets shaken up by anxiety and becomes fearful and then puts us in that loop of being afraid of our own anxiety. So we get caught in that landslide that causes more anxiety and completely wears us out, exhausts us totally. Yeah. I think it's helpful to understand a little bit from Ayurveda's perspective on this, where Ayurveda teaches that the mind is very delicate, it's very easily disturbed. So the anxiety experience is disturbing, it's traumatic if it's a heightened anxiety experience or an anxiety attack. So that further unsettles the mind, you know, when the body and the mind are that shaken up. So the attack itself is causing further disturbance and it's causing shock and it's causing heightened anxiety that then goes on and on. It's very challenging. But the good news is there's a lot we can do to support ourselves, which it does start with understanding how anxiety works and then doing some of the things we're going to be talking about today. The first on the list is to talk to someone because anxiety can make us isolate and feel. sometimes we feel weak or we think we ought to be coping better. And we might just shut down and feel nervous about talking to others. And one of the things that I'm most grateful for in in my experience is that you're available. I can talk to you. I can talk to my husband. I can talk to a good friend. I have a circle of support. And just having one person, uh, this conversation can help break the spell of anxiety whether it's a trusted friend or in an online support group or with the coach or counselor, just that you have somebody somewhere where you can voice your fears and be heard with respect and preferably talk to somebody who can help you learn the tools and skills that can calm your anxiety. Yeah. Good to be heard. Good to understand you're not alone. Good to break that spell. Anxiety can really cause us to withdraw. And even as an initial step, if you don't feel that you can give voice to somebody else, then journal, write it down and read it out loud to acknowledge your experience. But anything to get it out of our head. Out. Yeah, get it out. Yeah. I think the the next part to share is the reminder to go back to your basics for self-care, for anxiety relief. If you're feeling afraid that you're going to have an anxiety attack, you really do already know what to do. Look out for the culprits that that sometimes will get us, like caffeine or watching violent, scary, or fast-paced entertainment, whether that be music or movies or video games or the news on the on the telly. Uh, stress, social pressure, expectations, conference, all that stuff. Look out for all of that because chances are there's something that you'll be able to identify that you can eliminate or take a break from or switch up. And as you just mentioned, journaling is important too. Get curious. Keep a journal and log what you notice adds to your anxiety. See what changes you can make to reduce its presence in your life. Yeah. It's not that we're saying that these things cause anxiety. 
but they can certainly feed it and escalate it. So again, it's about understanding how anxiety works more. Caffeine can definitely increase anxiety. It can provoke anxiety attacks, Mm -hmm. scary, fast-paced entertainment. There's triggers everywhere in media, everywhere. No doubt about it. No, there's so much fear-based rhetoric. Whether it's a story or, you know, the news, whatever it is, there are triggers everywhere. And it's not about putting your head in the sand, but it is about protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. If you like an anxiety to sunburn on your skin, you want to stay out the sun right? while it heals. So yeah. we need to protect our mind. And in Ayurveda, the intelligence is considered like a doorman, like a bouncer that says, nope, you can't come in here. You can't come in today. <laughs> <laughs> You're not welcome in this place. And, and it's protecting or, you know, a bodyguard, like a bodyguard right. that's protecting somebody. That's the role of the intelligence. So the intelligence, when it's functioning properly, works like a filter and it, and it gets to say, no, this isn't coming in yeah. because these things will add to anxiety. And when we're really anxious, we don't always even know where it's come from. That's true. So just best to turn the heat down, just turn these trigger points down while you get some clarity, while you can draw a breath and start having a look at how you can support yourself and just feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And also notice what helps you feel better and increase that. Put more of your energy into what makes you feel better. Look out for things that help you feel safe and calm and relaxed. Things like creative activities, yoga, gardening, walking, cooking, uh, inspirational reading, certainly breathing exercises, guided relaxation. The, the list goes on and on. What works for you and give that more energy. Keep a journal and a log of what you notice. And then that's something as it's the go-to to reduce your anxiety at any time. And then you can see, oh, what else might I be able to fit into my day that makes me feel more joyful, more calm and relaxed? Yeah. And as we've said so many times, it can be the simplest thing. And I've shared this example many times of a friend of mine who for anxiety, and she has suffered with really strong anxiety. Her thing is walking every day. She walks every day. If she walks, she's okay. If she doesn't, she becomes anxious. Mm -hmm. So that's her thing. She has to walk. Yeah. And it's a great example of the importance of moving your Mm -hmm. body because the more we remain stationary when we're suffering, the worse it gets. It doesn't have to be a big walk. It doesn't have to be a uh, heroic hike or of any sort. It's just, it's just getting your body moving, getting fresh air, getting out in nature, doing the things that, that you've heard us say over and over and over because it works. It really works. And the routine as well. It's the, the moving and the routine of moving. Anxiety responds very well to routine. It doesn't sound always very exciting, but anxiety doesn't like change. It doesn't like uncertainty. Right. Doesn't like things being blown up in the air. So if you can find a couple of things you do a day that you know that's your certainty, that's your your grounding practice, your activity, you know, get it in in the morning if you can, just commit some walking, stretching, breathing, whatever you feel helps. Get it in there early and establish that as a routine and you'll see over a few days the anxiety starts to come down. Sometimes it comes down really quite quickly. 
After the break, we'll share how you can challenge your thoughts and calm anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been more than a few times in my experience where I've needed some extra support and wish I had had an option for online support. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And to be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's a professional counseling business done securely online, and their services available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. We have a special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Before the break, we were talking about some of the things that you can do to help you feel better and to be more calm and relaxed. And then we mentioned that it's also a good thing to start challenging your anxiety. Very often with anxiety, there's a story, there's a narrative, as you shared earlier, Sham, when you're starting to feel some anxiety coming up about a trip to the dentist. We have that narrative that comes up, particularly if there's been a past challenging or unpleasant experience. The mind is always very anxious about that repeating, that possibility repeating. So that's there. So usually when anxiety starts to rise in us, we will have this narrative, this story, these what if thoughts, what if it's this? What if it's that? And due to the delicate nature of the mind and the negative bias of the mind, it will go often to a worst case scenario. And it can really help if we just challenge that. For example, if there's a symptom in the body, what else could this be that isn't scary? What else could this be that's just fine? Yeah. Or may just need a little TLC, a little bit of looking after, but isn't necessarily something that's going to be really challenging or frightening to deal with. Mm-hmm to challenge your thoughts. What could it be that's okay? What could it be that I can handle? Do we really have to go to the dark side every time something comes up? Sometimes we may have a physical symptom that could be a symptom of anxiety, but could also come from something else, like a fast heart. can come from exercise. It can come from exertion. Many anxiety sufferers will begin to feel anxious anytime their heart rate becomes fast, or they feel anything close to palpitations because that's something they may have experienced with anxiety in the past. So the mind puts up a red flag and says, "Uh uh-oh, you're having anxiety. And then if the mind gets to run with that, then it will produce anxiety. But if we can just pause and say, no, I've been exercising. Perfectly normal and natural for the heart to elevate if we've been exerting our body, using our body. That's what it's designed to do. So if we can just question that narrative. Yeah, and, and stop yourself from jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. That's the trick, too. Stop, breathe, question your thoughts, and learn how to stop your mind and nervous system from jumping to conclusions. It takes practice, but you can do it. Yeah, it really does take practice. There are days when we'll 
do it and think, oh, you know, that was great, but don't expect to do it every day because there'll be days where our resilience isn't so high and we might not manage it. But do note down when you do it, note the success, share it with a friend, share it in your journal. Oh, today I started to have this thought arise and I diffused it. Anytime you do it, it's a gold star. It's a good moment, but not to expect that once we've done it once, we can always do it. Because like you said, Shan, it does take application. And finally, learn and practice techniques to calm anxiety. There's a reason why you're listening to this podcast. And Ananga and I have shared over 500 episodes to help you learn techniques. And and we often share the different techniques that work for us and work for our clients and listeners. We know that anxiety can feel like an immovable mountain when it gets hold of the mind. And we just feel like we're at its mercy and we just want it to stop. And nothing works or there's nothing we can do to feel better. That just simply isn't true. What is true is taking action, being proactive. That is the key to overcoming anxiety. There are actions you can take that stop anxiety from escalating. There are practices that you can learn that can stop an anxiety attack in its tracks. We put together an anxiety attacks course that's hosted by Teachable to help you do just that. And you can learn more about that at our website at anxietyslayer.com or at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. So check that out if that is of interest to you. But the point here is when you choose to take action, whether it be through our course or something you've already learned, breathing exercises, EFT tapping, moving your body, your fears will start to dissolve. It's true. Yeah, it's the easiest thing and the hardest thing. Right. And the most effective thing and the most challenging thing, because the mind will say, you know, you don't understand. This is terrible. I just want it to stop. Yeah. I remember we had a letter a couple of years ago from somebody that said, what can I do to stop my anxiety quickly? Because it seems to me that your techniques take a while. Yeah. I remember that. To deal with the underlying condition of anxiety takes some application as it does with everything in life. Yeah. But if you spend five minutes tapping every day, you will start to feel the relief. Yeah, you will. I've been teaching some clients real shortcut tapping recently. In two or three minutes, you see them start to relax, hear them start to relax. They say, oh, I'm starting to feel so much more calm. I'm seeing how I could apply this in different situations. So it doesn't take that long to learn to stop an anxiety attack. That you can do in minutes. Mm. And once you know it, you know it. Right. Then for general anxiety, Yeah, there's some love and there's some maintenance that needs to happen, but that's life. We can't brush our teeth one night and think they're good for another week. Mm -mm. We're high-maintenance creatures, but we will feel so, so much better once we start taking action. It feels like anxiety is a bully and you face up to it and it just loses its power. Right. It's just not the same ever again. Once you know how to stop an anxiety attack, once you know how to Talk yourself down. Somebody said uh, from one of our courses, it taught them to talk themselves down from the ledge. I love that. Oh, yeah. Once we know how to de-escalate anxiety, then we know it forever. So it doesn't have to take long. It really, really doesn't. But the challenge is convincing our own minds to give something a go, take some action. And unfortunately, we have to liberate ourselves. Nobody's coming. Right. Nobody's coming to save us. Nobody's coming on the white horse or or what have you. Yeah. And you do not have to live 
in a space of being scared of your anxiety when you know how to work with it, when you know what it is that you can do to make yourself feel more calm and relaxed. Yeah, it's day and night once you know what to do. So the challenge is there. Try something. Have a listen back. See what resonates with you. And let us know. Let us know how you do as well. We'd love to hear from you, whether it be uh, through an email or Facebook page or Facebook group. And before we close today, too, I, I want to make sure that we say a big thank you to everyone who is supporting us in the podcast on Patreon and to our new patrons, Anne-Marie, Judy, and Elizabeth. We are so appreciative of your support. And if you found this episode supportive, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. We have over 50 Anxiety Slayer downloads available on Patreon, including our guided relaxations, tapping sessions, and lots of extra resources for calming your anxiety. And you can learn more at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Thank you.